Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Hey, it's Tony Bruski. Real quick, what you're about to hear is a preview episode of our brand new podcast, Office Horror Stories. This is a podcast all about crazy bosses, insane coworkers, and workplaces from hell. If you like the show, please search it wherever you're downloading podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it may be, and press subscribe on that podcast, Office Horror Stories. And if you really like the podcast and want to be our employee of the month and pick up a $100 Visa gift card, then leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Shoot me a screenshot of that review. Send it to Tony at OfficeHorrorStories.com and you'll be in the drawing. Every month we pick a brand new employee of the month and award them with a $100 Visa gift card for showing that support on Apple Podcasts with a review. So thank you in advance for that. Now, without further ado, here's a preview portion of the new podcast, Office Horror Stories. Professional kitchens can be some of the most stressful and politically incorrect places to work. What do you do when you have a chef from hell who has zero respect for anyone but himself and makes life a living hell for everyone? Welcome to the world of crazy workplaces, Office Horror Stories. Have a crazy workplace story to share? Call in toll-free. 1-833-HATE-JOB. 1-833-HATE-JOB. Or write in at officehorrorstories.com. This is Office Horror Stories. Yeah, 833-HATE-JOB is our phone number to share your office horror story with us anonymously or on our website. Write it in, officehorrorstories.com. We don't need your name, don't need any of that. Just share the story. Let it all out, and uh, we may use it on a future episode of Office Horror Stories. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you once again. I'm looking forward to this because I spent a lot of time working in restaurants. Yeah? Back in the day, I sure did. Yeah, I. you know, it's an inter- those are interesting places. The, uh, the amount of shit that can go down in a restaurant. Uh, can be kind of crazy. It it's, uh, kind of makes you uncomfortable ever wanting to go eat at one after knowing what goes on behind the scenes. And and I don't. But know- also, I mean, I've worked in some really well-run restaurants. Sure. Like I never. Well, I'm just the type of person. If I saw them messing with somebody's food, or if I felt like the food wasn't prepped correctly or stored correctly, mm-hmm. like I just wouldn't work at a place like that. Like yeah. I can go wait tables any damn place, but. But yeah, that description of the chef, I think I worked with that guy before. It's a lot of chefs, lots and lots of them. It's funny, for a while there, um, when I was about 22, 23, um, I'd already been working in radio since I was 14. So I already had almost 10 years of radio under me. And I was like, I'm thinking I might want to do something else. Uh, What else do I like doing? I like cooking. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to culinary school. So I did that for a little bit, and I actually have never worked in a commercial restaurant, but I, I, I guess, you know, I was somewhat 
close, though the chefs will argue like not at all, but it was close enough for me to realize there's no way in hell I wanted to work in a professional restaurant because most of my classmates did and all it was was horror stories. It was like radio with knives and burners. Oh, yeah. It's like... And pissed off customers. Horrible hours, pissed off customers. You can't ever make anybody happy. It's like, fuck, I'm trying to get to a new world, something better, something different than this. This all... Uh, holidays you got to work all that same with radio it's like okay fuck it i'll i'll take these these cooking skills and use them for something else so i ended up doing that online uh, and doing a cooking show but uh it was uh yeah it was kind of an eye-opener of yeah i I don't think that's the world i want to jump into but i always have been fascinated there's one show it's like master chef or one of those Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's master, I think it's Master Chef, where they have these home chefs. And then yeah. there's always an episode where they, Gordon Ramsay throws them in to do restaurant yeah. type of cooking. I'm like, what the hell? Like, these people are cooking at home. Like, you, that's not the same skill set. No, and they know that. It, it just makes for a great train wreck on television. That's- and it is a train wreck. And every time they do that, I feel really bad for those people. <laughs> I love Gordon Ramsay. Like, what's shows? an expediter? I don't know. <laughs> I just I love Gordon Ramsay shows. I I, I love his attitude and just kind of getting at people. Uh, that's uh, Kitchen Nightmares is still one of my favorite shows. And I know they don't do it anymore, but what is it now? Like uh, twenty four hours to hell and back, or so. there's like a, various versions of it now. But the old school one that was just I, I would look forward to that, and I, I still watch them in reruns. I don't know. I just like watching people get yelled at for some reason. Very sick he part of me. He came here and redid a restaurant. And they closed down like three or four months it, after. Yeah, and so, <laughs> I and it was a restaurant you could take your dogs to. So yeah. I meet my friend there one night, and Buddy's going with us. And so I, I wait a while, and it's a Friday night, and I'm thinking, man, maybe I should call for reservations. And I didn't, and we get there, and there's like nobody there. They might have had three or four tables. So we look at the the menu, and I'm like, I've watched enough damn Gordon Ramsay shows. This is the menu? Like, that really surprises me that Gordon Ramsay would come up with this. She goes, no, we switched his menu. Of course they did. Oh, this is going to be bad. And it was bad. It It, was bad. It's like a bad... I'm not saying the name or anything like that. They're they're gone. But it's it's like when a, a good friend comes and asks you for advice, and then you give the advice... And it's like something you're very well versed in, so they should probably listen to you. And then they do the exact opposite. I have friends like that. And it's it makes you want to hit your head against a wall because it's like, why did you ask me? Why did I have this half hour or hour long heart to heart, in-depth conversation explaining everything from step A to step Z on how to get where you're asking me how to get to. And then two weeks later, you explained to me what you did and you decided to go back to the dumbass idea that you originally had and you wanted a better idea. And it didn't work out. When Gordon Ramsay shows up at your restaurant, gives you the advice on what to do, shows you how to do it, takes your hand and, and, and then you completely say, I think I got a better idea over here. No, you don't. It, it, people's egos are just fucking crazy of what they think that they can do better than others. It's like, take a step back, yield to the expertise of the expert in the industry. You see that so often, especially another medical practice, absolutely fucking crazy with that. Uh, and I, I always say to a doctor, 
when I, I'm in there because I'll Google shit and I shouldn't do that. And I always, if I do ask a question based on something I Googled, I will always preface it going, I am number one going to yield to your advice because you are the expert. I am not. But I do but have- WebMD says. Yeah, but, but I have a question based on, on the, the little bit of research I did in my own naive position I'm coming from over here. And I just like to get this answered just for my own peace of mind. I'm not telling you what you need to do or what I should be doing, but this is what my understanding is from a layman over here. And and, and I'll ask it. And they, they very much appreciate it when you come from that standpoint, not the, well, <laughs> WebMD says it's this, and I'm pretty sure, you know, and they're like, no, that's really not true. Well, wait, you know, they, they get that all the fucking time. And it's got to drive them up a fucking wall because those guys, you know, they go to school forever. And then they're, it takes forever to build up the practice and to get to the position that they're at. And then you got Joe Yokel coming in going, well, I Googled and, and they still don't get fucking believed. I would go fucking crazy in that position. I don't know how they do Although it. Although I've had doctors. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> I've had some too. You got to kind of... Well, if you could help me more than you're helping me right now. I've had some of that too. I think... But then you, if that's the doctor though, that's where you got to go, I need a different doctor. If you... Exactly. You know, but when you have a good one, don't do that to the good ones, you know? It's it's just kind of... The thing is you got to figure out first <laughs> if it's a good one. Yeah. Which sucks. I'm kind of down on the medical field right now. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's that's one of those. I have to find a new doctor here now, too, because it's like uh, I just I, and I finally found a good one. I was happy with when we were in Branson. First time in a long time. And it's like, oh, we moved <laughs> like square one. Where do we go? So let's see what happens. Eight, three, three. Hey, job. Eight, three, three. Hey, job is our number to share your office horror story with us let's get our first letter it says hey guys i used to work at a medical clinic for just over 14 years i can't believe i lasted there that long i did various office type jobs there medical records front desk scheduling nurses aid mailroom medical and office supply inventory ordering and telephone operator just to name a few i remember we had one doctor there who was very book smart but had a very bad bedside manner as they call it meaning he lacked social skills when I first started working there, I'd pass him in the hallway and say, good morning, only be totally ignored by him as if I didn't exist. I only did this a few times to him until I finally gave up. It was one time in the nurse's station, which was a very small cramped area with a few computers for the nurses to do their charting and for calling patients with test results. And I went in there to tell his nurse something. I was in there grabbing some paperwork that needed to be faxed. And before he left, he... Uh, he fared badly. It was one of those silent but deadly, or he farted badly. One of those silent but deadly farts where it smelled like something had died and crapped itself in the process. We knew exactly who'd done it because he was a repeat offender. I later learned that not only had he done this before to nurses, but he'd also leave exam rooms with patients inside with his farts. There were other times when we'd go out for lunch and come back two hours later when he was due back in the office for patient appointments in an hour. He was also caught napping in his office on multiple occasions. When he was finally let go, I thought all of our troubles with him had gone, but I was wrong. A month after he left, I was working on the operator phone and his wife called looking for him just as she occasionally used to when he worked there. I had to be the one to tell her that he no longer worked there and he was let go a month ago. I was very mad, not at her, but at him. How could he not inform his wife of such a big event as losing his job and income? Why would he risk it, knowing that his wife might call for him at the clinic? 
Did he want us to tell her for him? I guess he just couldn't tell her himself due to his pride. His wife mentioned he'd still leave the house in the morning for work, but she felt like something was off about him, and she wondered where he'd go each day. I told her I didn't know either. I knew after that phone call that he was okay and was actively looking for employment elsewhere because we continued to get calls from other clinics asking to speak with our manager as a job reference. I probably have other stories to tell about this place, but we'll have to tell them another time. Good luck with the new show. I think it's a topic that many people can relate to and will help each of us know that we're not alone in this crazy rat race known as the workforce. That is one hell of a story where you don't tell your wife that you were fired. Uh, That's so Dirty John. Did you watch that show or listen to that podcast? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's like this guy who was working in the medical field. Like I think he was an anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. And that's what he said. But he would go to work every day, and she thought he had a job, but he never was. And But at least this guy, you know, he was a doctor for real, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, but, so he went. Did he actually like this, this anesthesiologist? Did he have a job as an anesthesiologist? But no, no okay, he didn't. Okay, but he had this woman believing that. Oh, okay, and it was like George Costanza, where he just shows up for work and like I'm still working here, and just keeps the job going. I think he probably just went driving around all day and did drugs. <laughs> I think. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But, but like, okay, so coincidentally the way we were just talking about doctors yeah that goes into that story but what the hell like okay the first time my doctor farted like that in the exam room i might let that first time go mm-hmm. but like really you know you don't get to do that no you don't get a fart in my presence and just leave it with like no Maybe it's a medical condition and he can't help it. And you're judging him. Well, Carol. maybe he should take something for that's it. That's true. You probably should do that up here. If that's your profession. And you yeah, have to go to the doctor and find out what's the matter with your gut. <laughs> you probably write a script. Irritable bowel syndrome. That's annoying the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I remember we used to have a, uh, a sports director who would do that at a radio station on purpose, just for fun. He just walk into the studio real quick, fart and leave. <laughs> And that's, he found it hilarious. And I guess, you know, in a sick sort of way, it kind of was because I just laughed when I told that story. Although, so what was your sports director, like 12? Um, you know, he kind of had that personality for a long time. Uh, but uh, I, I can't speak ill of him right now. We, I, I was never super close with him, um, but he was, he was a good guy to a lot of people. He actually just passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, he was, he was only... He was young, um, I believe early 60s or, or late 50s. I, I forgot, but uh, it was like, holy shit, because he, he was a sports director. He had been a football player. He, you know, he, was, he was like the last person of all the people that you, you think of all the people you know in radio um, and all the out of shape, unhealthy people that you've ever met in the world of radio. And, and this was like the one of the most healthy not radio type looking guys, you know, he was in shape, you know, exercised, ate well. I mean, as far as I remember, I haven't seen him in years, but the last person you'd expect to hear, you know, oh my God, he, he passed fart away. whenever he wanted to. Yeah. That's a talent. He's doing farts in the sky now. Um, so 
Big Sky, farting in the sky. His his uh, his, his nickname was Big Sky, but uh, he was a good guy. But so uh, now, whenever you smell one and you don't know where it came from, it's a ghost. just point to the sky. It's ghostly. I know you did that. <laughs> My former ghostly sports director. Yeah, fun times. You farting in the afterlife. Yep. <laughs> it was it was horrible because him and our news director were really really tight and between it was like between the smells of him farting and our news director he did chew back in the day so we always had one of those a coffee cup that he would spit into so the this newsroom just smelled like farts and chew oh my god <laughs> it's fucking horrible but yeah oh, good times I, I have very fond memories they were both really good guys he's one of my favorite news directors um we're still friends to this day, but yeah, holy shit. I have a store, office horror story regarding chew and a coffee cup. You can probably guess where that goes. Oh, God, you picked it up. That's where we're going to pause the preview portion of this episode of Office Horror Stories. If you want the full thing, all you have to do is go find it wherever you download podcasts. Just search Office Horror Stories on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox, whatever it may be, you name it. Search Office Horror Stories, press subscribe, start binging away today. And like I said earlier, please do leave us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Once you do that, email me a screenshot of it, send it to Tony at OfficeHorrorStories.com, and I'll put you in the drawing to be our employee of the month and uh, get uh, somebody hooked up with a $100 Visa gift card. Brand new winner every single month. So show your support, maybe a $100 Visa gift card. Thank you for the support and hope you enjoyed Office Horror Stories. <laughs>